0: Welcome back, everyone, another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Tours. I'm your host, Matt LePan. joined this week by my co-host, Kevin Ronigan. Kevin, glad to have you on this week.
1: Man, it's great to be back, Matt.
0: This week, we have a terrific guest on for everyone, not just Kevin, but we'll be joined by John Hoffman, the Vice President of Independent Distribution for American Standard and Train. John, it's an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on Taurus Talk today.
2: Well, Matt, thanks for making time for me. It's, it's great to be here with you and Kevin and
0: looking forward to the discussion. For those folks who don't know who you are out there, can you just give us a little bit of a background into who you are and how long you've been in the industry and gotten to your position as VP of independent distribution?
2: Sure, I started quite a number of years ago. So I've been with Ingersoll Rand slash train slash American Standard for 29 years and started as a commercial sales engineer in our national accounts group and then moved into global business development where we were transacting projects around the world went into running local commercial markets in the state of Ohio and then moved over into the residential business about five years ago And I ran uh, the eastern half of the US for company-owned distribution and then integrated the parts and supply business into the residential business about three years ago and became the head of sales for American Standard roughly two years ago and as most people are familiar with we went to a channel strategy versus necessarily a brand strategy within the last five or six months so you know we have independent distribution for both Train and american standard and we have company-owned distribution for both Train and american standard and that's how we've been going to market over the last five months and i tell you it's been great getting to travel and, and meeting a number particularly of the train distributors that i haven't had a chance to meet over the years and um, it's just been an incredible amount of welcome and i think people are really excited about our focus on how we work with independent distribution and the focus on how we make that better
0: and with someone such as john on there's nothing better to talk about than the actual industry itself as john's going to help us look at a forecast of the industry some of the innovations that are going to be coming for market standard train and what we can expect out of the industry as a whole as we move out of the 2010s and into the 2020s You mentioned Ingersoll Rant slash train slash American Standard. There's some change coming on that front, and people are going to be hearing the name train technologies. Mm -hmm. Why has that change been made? What went into that decision? And how is this going to affect dealers and distributors of the like?
2: Sure. That's a a great question and keep me on, on track, so I want to make sure I address all of those concerns. But I would tell you, you know, we announced, oh gosh, I think it was in April, that we were looking to to take the company into two directions. So we have a traditional, what I would call, industrial business, which is the Ingersoll Rand air compressor business, tools, Club Car fluids, pumps, and then we have our our climate businesses, which is obviously our residential business, our commercial business, and Thermo King. And as we looked at that, and you think about the huge amount of investment dollars from an R and D standpoint in order to make all those businesses cutting edge, which which they all are it made a lot of sense to look at what if we made ourselves a little bit more agile, what if we made ourselves a little focused in key areas. So we started talking about let's move the typical industrial businesses over and we're going to be merging those with a company called Gardner Denver which has a similar portfolio. So it really creates a world-class technology company from a, uh, an Ingersoll Ingersoll Rain industrial piece and then we were calling the residential commercial and Thermo King business Climaco. And uh, we just announced last week as we went and thought about the name change and what we wanted to call this new company, what name would embody uh, what we're trying to accomplish. And when you think about uh, HVAC and refrigeration, it has a huge impact on the environment. So from a sustainability standpoint, what we can accomplish with energy efficiency, refrigerant usage, zero landfills, we have a huge opportunity to impact the overall environment, so Climateco became a, a real focus around that. Now, when we unveiled the name Train Technologies, it was really in regards to how do how do technologies in the HVAC world, refrigeration world, impact sustainability and the environmental impact. So that's kind of the umbrella. I think I think it's important to know that number one, uh, the Train brand and the American Standard brand are front and center inside of that. So even though we're calling that Train Technologies. It's really an umbrella for all the businesses and all those companies and brand names that we have underneath Train Technologies, but the new logos are going to look entirely different. The color scheme is going to look different. I've made a point in in my discussions with a lot of folks is that this is by no means that we aren't focusing on the American Standard brand and continuing to grow that, that great, great brand that it is.
1: From a dealer perspective, American Standard or Train, will they notice anything different?
2: No, you know, our structure re- remains the same from a residential business as I mentioned we just went to channel strategies and company owned strategy. So, you know, the territory managers that they that they have today, the technical support, the factory support, the leadership piece within the residential business, Jason Bingham who's the president of our residential HVAC supply business will continue in that capacity. Michael uh, Mike Lamach, who is our chairman and CEO of, of the old Ingersoll Rain is moving over to Train Technologies, as well as our executive vice president, Dave Regnery. So the leadership team that will that we have in place for this new business is extremely experienced and in my
0: opinion the best in the industry. Getting into more of the state of the industry, you know, you look at global trade markets. Obviously there's a lot of Uncertainty going around, just you know, keeping it high level. We don't want to get too far into the weeds there. How is this going to affect distributors and even more so dealers and homeowners going forward into 2020 and as we project out, you know, through the 2020s here?
2: I think uncertainty hurts markets more than more than anything else. But when you look at uh, global trends, you know, the population continues to increase the need for air conditioning and heating, it continues to increase. Now you will see cycles within that, but I think the future of, of the overall industry and the need for what we do to collectively as a team is never going to be greater. You have the millennial generation that's moving into to prime purchasing either from a housing or apartments. So the, the need to continue to grow and, and have air conditioning and heating is, is, is going to increase probably as, as large as what we've seen since the baby boom generation. So I think from an overall market standpoint, I think the future is is extremely bright. On the short term, from a tariffs and the uncertainty with within the markets, I, I do think that consumer confidence can be impacted by that. Uh, and that's a key bellwether for us to all look at is people are continuing to invest in their in their homes or in their commercial buildings. So uh, that's, a, that's a short-term impact, and, and we need to keep our eyes on that and the impact uh, from a cost standpoint to products obviously from uh, materials as, as well as tariffs. But I think we're all exceedingly uh, very excited about not only the future for residential, but the overall new uh, train technologies business.
1: We've heard from industry experts recently that, that there is certainly going to be a slowdown predicted for the beginning of 2020. Are there things that our customers, the dealers out there, should be doing to kind of lessen the, the blow of any kind of slowdown?
2: Well, I think it's it's, it's making sure you know, we've talked about financing in, in different options that, that people have. and I think collectively you have a, a number of, of options to offer homeowners and whether that's a, a fix on a, on a unit to get them over until they're comfortable to make a purchase or if it's it's uh, if it's a, a furnace only replacement and you come back and, and do the outdoor unit. But I think it's uh, financing options and just being very transparent with the customer about what, what they can expect and, and what you're able to do with them. And I know we have great dealers that are listening to this that are totally transparent and really do their very best to keep a customer up and running based on their economic conditions. So I don't know if it's changing anything as, as much as continuing on with the great businesses that they have right now.
0: Now we look at both the residential and commercial market, the want and the need for communicating and connect controls being integrated with the equipment has been huge. And Train and Market Standard have really been on the forefront of innovating that market with some of the connected controls, just for example, the 1050, mm-hmm. something that everyone loves. What is the plan going forward to innovate that even further and get even more connected, especially on the commercial side of things where that's you know kind of a, an undersold market going through the 2010s where a lot of strides were made in residential. What's the plan to continue to grow that market through the 2020s?
2: Well, I think when you you look at the controls market and you think about the internet of things and our controllers have so many advanced features as well as dealer diagnostics and the ability to do things remotely, which I think truly is industry best and has been around for quite some time. So we've led within that path. I, I think having dealers utilize some of the technologies that are currently available to avoid truck rolls or to be able to see what parts and things that they can take out is still a missed opportunity that we could take advantage of in the adoption of of those controls and and what's being registered i think is still a gap that we can continue to work on from a commercial standpoint in connected controls i think there is a little bit of a gap so we look at you know what can we do with our connected controls with commercial units as well as residential is is definitely on the table not everybody needs a full blown building automation system in order to right. to run their facility so i think there are some in between steps that we'll be looking at but you know the path forward is is really how much data can we can we transfer to give to dealers and to homeowners so they can make decisions about what's going on with their products and the predictive analysis effect so a dealer gets a a high condenser temperature read and they know that Hey, do I, do I need to go out and do a cleaning? Is it, is it something else? And letting that homeowner know in advance that that's occurring is something that nobody else in the industry has right now. So that ability to build customer intimacy and to really take care of the customer in all kinds of circumstances and to have a customer for life, I think is really integrated into the future of controls. And it's here today. I think we just need to drive for further adoption and people getting more and more comfortable with using that technology
1: beyond controls any other new technologies or things in the industry that HVAC contractors should be keeping their eye out for uh, come 2020 and, and a few years beyond that I
2: would say that the ability for um, startup reports or smart equipment that can that can tell you whether the, whether the charge is correct or that this piece is installed correctly and, and giving confidence uh, to install crews particularly with some of the more advanced, equipment that we manufacture is, is top of mind and then also how we make it easier to install equipment. So very much top of mind is you know, how can we enable people to install two systems a day versus one or one and a half. So as we, we look to the future, controls is, is a big, big
0: part of that as well as the equipment itself. You talked about some of the advanced systems, the premium systems. Right now the market out there is pretty robust as we sit here today. How Would you suggest a dealer takes advantage of this market when they're selling equipment, especially looking in that more high dollar, premium value, high efficiency market?
2: In talking with many, many dealers over the last six to nine months, and some that are selling cutting edge, high end systems, the the key thing that I keep hearing over and over again is they had the courage to ask the question of what problem are we solving for in your home? What are you looking to accomplish it's not necessarily saying, you know, driving up to home and saying, well, this person can only have a 14-seer or 16-seer single-stage product. I it's, think it's really being transparent with, with, the, uh, with the consumer in asking those questions and not forming an opinion. And then having the courage to, uh, to make that proposal, even though I know for a lot of folks it might be a little scary versus, you know, going from 8000 to a $16,000 system. But that's, that's generally where you see our, the most success that dealers have is that they, they ask if this is going to resolve some of the comfort problems. I don't know if consumers are really necessarily worried about whether it's, it's this kind of product or that kind of product, they care about the brand, but it's also is it going to, re, is, is it going to resolve their, their comfort issues.
1: Kind of rolls right into my next question. You get to travel the country and, and meet dealers from all over the place. If there were three things that the really good guys were doing out there that everyone should be doing. What would those three things be?
2: I think as, as we move forward, and uh, you know, marketing in particular has changed. So uh, when I started in the industry, you, we used to mail proposals out. Yeah, and it's like if it got there within within a week, it was it was fine. And then you move to faxes and different things. So I think that speed to market and how they communicate with potential consumers. So the digital internet aspect of things being top of mind because the first place a consumer is going to look is is obviously on the internet. Now we have great great brands and great websites which generate a number of leads, but I think understanding how people are making those buying decisions. I would say the, the other thing too is, and I mentioned this earlier, depending on the age group that they're that they're selling to, is how does that group want to be communicated with? What's most important to them? How do they want to buy? And it's not the same for everybody. So that diversity, being able to offer that diversity of experiences to their consumers and how they want to purchase and how they want to be communicated with those are the folks that are leading right now and I would say those that also have the courage to change how they've gone to market in the past is is really key because you know the industry is going through some great changes and more changes and in, in that I've seen in my 30 years within the last two or three and I, I think that pace is going to continue
1: absolutely that ability to adapt is is going to be key anytime we talk about change right is mm-hmm. how quickly can you change the way you do things to keep up
2: yeah yeah. Without, without, without And change is scary. And I think it's it's getting comfortable with change. But as, as my dad always told me, it's good if you're a little bit uncomfortable. It means you're learning something.
0: John, there's so much need for a great product in the value market in the HVAC industry. The Ameristar product line's been out there and people are able to get run through by train. Why is there such a need for the great products in that market? And how did you guys over at American Standard Train focus in on getting the best available product at the best available price for that market.
2: I think you, you, you talk about the value market and there's a, there's a lot of different names that, that people use, but at the end of the day, regardless of the price point, people want a product that has high quality, that's reliable, that they can depend upon. And when you put the train or American Standard brand on those products, that's that's really important. So from a branding standpoint, we don't want to introduce a product that's going to deteriorate those brands at all. So the in-house manufacturing of, uh, for instance, the new run true piece is very exciting and that's coming off. So it has, a lot, you know, a lot of the quality features benefits that the train brand has, but it's also in an area that, you know, some, some consumers will find attractive, but it's also very attractive in new home construction, in non-owner occupied replacements, project work, that are very price sensitive for those dealers out there that go after that work. So we're extremely excited to bring this this product to market. And we've been asked to to do this for some time. The Ameristar product has been just gangbusters for us. It's grown from initial concept and offering into a very powerful brand on its own. And, And we're delighted that that's going to be the value brand for American Standard as that's really been adopted by American Standard to a higher degree than on the train side. So that product will be uh, in-house and, and manufactured as well, so the same opportunities, quality, reliability, entry-level price points so it will be the same for that, and as it transitions into what we would call a Maristar by American
0: Standard. And the the advantages of, like you said, manufacturing, assembling all of that in the United States, really was that a really a pride point? For you folks over American Standard Train and Train Technologies, as we discussed earlier,
2: yeah, we we are a global manufacturer, so we tend to manufacture in the countries that we that we do business. We're very proud of the fact that a majority of the products that we sell in the residential business are are manufactured in the United States, engineered in the United States. So that is a that is something that we keep our eye on, but it's also something that a lot of our dealers and customers were were asking for. I think it's a point of of pride for for them that, you know, the U.S. continues to lead the way in high quality products in the HVAC industry. And I don't don't see that changing anytime soon.
0: Great. And John, thank you so much for coming on. It was, like I said at the beginning, it was really an honor to have you on. And I know our dealers are going to get a lot out of hearing from someone such as yourself that has such a, a great wealth of knowledge in the industry and being able to kind of give them the trends of where things are going in the future here. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Talk. Make sure to follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk or search our page, SG Taurus. And as always, you can catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk.